Welcome to Player Spellbook, a podcast all about the magic of Dungeons and Dragons, starting with the spells in the fifth edition Player's Handbook. I'm your host, Derek, and I'm joined by my co-host, Tim. And today, despite what we said last week about skipping the Thorn Whip, we're actually studying the working of miracles, Thaumaturgy. That's such an interesting, like, I would have thought this isn't like a real word, but... Yeah, for for context for for everybody, if you're if you didn't listen to last week's episode, thaumaturgy, uh, according to dictionary.com, means the working of wonders or miracles or just magic. So it is it is not necessarily a made up word, but it is a really cool word, and that's mm-hmm. one of the great values of D and D. I think is you learn words like thaumaturgy and hierophant, shillelagh, and shillelagh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Before we jump into the spell, uh, Tim, what's your favorite D&D skill? Ooh, skills. Uh, favorite. That's a good question because I feel like there's, there's skills that come up all the time that you like to use, but mm-hmm. that might be different from my favorite. I feel like strategically, like taking perception is always a good idea because yeah, it comes like up perception so you use all the time but is it the most fun i think my favorite one is insight i think it's one i like to take with everything or like with every character i'm like insight is just like being able to read someone figure out if they're lying i think it's just it can come up a lot and just getting that little hint or that clue that someone has something up their sleeve is always helpful. So I think I also like to play characters that are a little bit more insightful and have a little bit better grasp on how the people around them are feeling and doing. Yeah. Yeah. We tend to play fairly uh, politically charged games where the, the keeping of secrets can be very important. And so, insight maybe is the perception of our yeah. game it's it's the perception that really matters mm-hmm, for sure yeah and i think like behind that i think like arcana or religion are fun because they always maybe the skills i like are the ones that give you like really good clues into what you're doing so i think yeah. arcana and religion are nice because they can help you figure out specific things in your world that yeah totally i, I like skills that give me lore dumps i just want to know about a world (laughs) i want to know what's going on how does it work what's the mechanism so like i'll just like be making religion checks constantly and just be like how does this work yeah tell me everything what is this what is this church's hierarchy and (laughs) (laughs) yeah who's in charge what are their rituals what sort of prayers what holidays do they have yeah for sure wait you didn't write this all up you didn't you didn't write all this down (laughs) yeah what's wrong with you yeah, I know. Some DMs love that and some DMs hate that. <laughs> this is the church that doesn't celebrate holidays. <laughs> this is the church that has no holidays and no hierarchy. It exists only in this town, only for this adventure, and will be wiped from the face of the earth as soon as this game ends. <laughs> you ask that question and all the clerics die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there are definitely some DMs that do not want to be bothered with that level of detail, and that's totally fair. That's yeah. not necessarily the, the game that you came to play but don't take those are the kind of games that we like to play don't take arcana and religion in those games yeah (laughs) or at least don't spam it all the time in the hopes of lore drops yeah for sure 
All right. All but right. speaking of things that you will use all the time, the thaumaturgy cantrip. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I... I've, I think I've read Druidcraft and Prestidigitation and Thaumaturgy. <laughs> it's just, so I don't know how this has happened. every time that you get these massive ones. And I got to read Spare the Dying last week, which was three sentences. Man, we... I don't know how it worked out that way, but I hope <laughs> first level spells are different. Okay, it's a transmutation cantrip. Casting time, one action. Range is 30 feet. Components are just verbal. Duration is one minute. You manifest a minor wonder, a sign of supernatural power within range. You create one of the following magical effects within range. Your voice booms up to three times as loud as normal for one minute. You cause flames to flicker, brighten dim, or change color for one minute. You cause harmless tremors in the ground for one minute. You create an instantaneous sound that originates from a point of your choice within range, such as a rumble of thunder, a cry, the cry of a raven, or ominous whispers. You instantly cause an unlocked door to flop or window to fly open or slam shut, and you alter the appearance of your eyes for one minute. If you cast a spell multiple times, you can have up to three of its one-minute effects active at a time. You can dismiss such an effect as an action. And the classes that can take it are clerics. Just clerics. Just clerics and only clerics. Yeah. As uh, you alluded to earlier, Tim, this is the sort of like minor magic cantrip for clerics. Mm -hmm. Uh, Druids get this in Druidcraft. The arcane classes get this through Prestidigitation. And clerics get this through thaumaturgy. Yeah, and they really put in the work and the effort in the spell design because with Druidcraft and Prestidigitation, I think two of the effects in each of those were written exactly the same. But I think these are all different. There's yeah. some similar. This one is it's all totally different. unique. Yeah, yeah. There, there are a few, you know, some stuff involving like flames and, and that, but it's it's a, a marked departure from prestidigitation and druidcraft i think like the big thing here that i just noticed reading it is that only verbal components so amazing spell for if you're captured and your hands are bound or something like that like this is a spell you can cast all the time yeah it's true you tend to see that like cleric and paladin spells often have just verbal components because the expectation is sort of that these classes yeah. are fighting with like a shield and a weapon. And so they don't usually require somatic components right. nearly as often. Um, sometimes they'll have material components. Usually it'll be something that it's kind of assumed like you have a holy symbol that's like part of your shield or something or worn around right. your neck. And so um, the, the components are in a way designed for you to be able to use this with weapons because that's what clerics and paladins are supposed oh, to do. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. But it actually makes a bit of an advantage in terms of spell casting for this spell versus yeah, those two. Especially if you're in our game where you get captured a lot. Yeah, you know, you know what happens. Sometimes you're you're turned into stone and then it's easier to capture you. And uh Yeah. Yep, sometimes you're restrained and then you're hastily checking through your spells to see what requires somatic components and what doesn't. Yeah, that's why I have dissonant whispers. Yeah, it's, it's useful. It's super useful. Yeah. Or, you know, your hands are just busy. Maybe you're having a cup of tea or, you know, you, you're just one of those people who talks with their hands and can't be bothered to do the somatic components. <laughs> to do the somatic components. Yep, yep. That's also very possible. 
Yeah, no, I um, I was talking to uh, my wife earlier about uh, doing this episode, and she told me like this is thaumaturgy is her favorite cantrip. <laughs> she has been having so much fun with this, mm-hmm. um, and reading through the effects, you can kind of see why. Like, you could probably rename thaumaturgy to conjure dramatic entrance. Yeah. For sure. Because it really is like you cause tremors in the ground and then like all the torches in the room like (laughs) wink off and then the door slams open dramatically and you're standing there with red (laughs) eyes and a booming voice. And it's it's just like just the the, the visuals are are fantastic. Yeah. It's so dramatic. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, in our campaign, she's used that so many times just to communicate with people who are far away. Yeah, it is like a way to make your intimidation check a mass intimidation check. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> By just getting your voice to boom three times as loud, you can just yell at everybody. Yeah. Uh, so she has used this like as the first mate of your ship in a thunderstorm to like whip the entire crew into shape by yelling, you know, carrying her voice over the noise of the storm so that everyone on board can hear her. Right. Um, you know, shouting all hands on deck and that sort of thing. Um yeah, just very, very dramatic, very cool, <laughs> and very useful if you're proficient in intimidate. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. She also, because we're on ships all the time, you can't sail your ships close enough to talk most of the time. So then she uses it to... Yeah, so having thaumaturgy allows you to communicate between ships yeah. a little more easily because you don't have to run the risk of getting like right up next to each other. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, the the voice booming three times, super useful. Mm-hmm. Um Causing flames to flicker, brighten, dim, or change color for one minute. Mm-hmm. It's like, um, that's mostly style points. Yeah. I can't think of a, a situation where... I guess you can turn bright light into dim light, which may be useful. Oh, yeah. Um, if you have dark vision, then, uh, you know, if your enemies are around a campfire, maybe you, like, dim the fire oh, so that, yeah. you know, the humans are blinded, but your half-orc cleric can see them. Yeah, that's... Yeah, that could work, for sure. Uh, harmless tremors in the ground for one minute harmless yeah for sure (laughs) yeah uh, again mostly style points um yeah i do feel like that would be an interesting way to really tick off an earth elemental (laughs) Mm, if it's like gliding underneath you maybe you can like or if you suspect that there's one nearby maybe you can like tremor and like shake it out that's like Mm -hmm. super niche but that idea just popped into my head of like detecting earth elementals or other Mm. creatures below or even just like to throw off their tremor sense um, yeah or to like summon them <laughs> if you really want a purple worm to attack you for some reason <laughs> if you had two players who knew morse code would you allow them to use this to oh. send morse code messages to each other uh, within 30 feet of course yeah i don't know if morse code <laughs> exists in D, but if you decide that your world has morse code then yeah sure yeah i mean we can give it new lore a new name <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it's probably like yeah it's probably it's probably like a subset of dwarven like maybe like dwarves have figured out some way of communicating through like oh, tapping with tapping their pickaxes the or something yeah yeah, yeah. that'd that be kind of cool actually like yeah. how you know like druidic can be used to leave like secret messages maybe like dwarven can be used to communicate in morse code yeah yeah for sure that's cool i'm adding that in our game that's canon now <laughs> okay no one else can take it it's just, just dwarven kidding. is now a much you, more useful language 
All right, you create an instantaneous sound that originates from a point of your choice within range, such as a rumble of thunder, the cry of a raven, or ominous whispers. Yeah, just another effect that's as big as your imagination, you know? Yeah, this is definitely like you can throw people off with this. Um, it's, uh, yeah, I may not necessarily give this the same leeway that, say, like Minor Illusion would. I don't know if I'd allow you to necessarily like create a, a human voice or like a conversation or something um, mm. just just to keep the, the two spells a little bit more distinct um, but mm -hmm. something like the the rumble of thunder or even like the cry of a raven or the um, like I don't know like the barking of a dog or something just something to get somebody's attention uh, can be very mm -hmm. handy for sure or when your BBEG has a newborn baby and you make crying <laughs> noises upstairs and then <laughs> they have oh, to goodness. attend it's to that. Like that um, <laughs> oh, it's like that manor in, in Resident Evil 8 with all the creepy dolls where you're like oh, walking down this yeah, dark hallway and you just hear this like crying baby. And it's oh, just that's... like it just out of context, like it, in that specific context, sorry, it's just like it's it's chilling. <laughs> <laughs> so definitely do that. Yeah, definitely. For sure. Definitely as a DM. <laughs> yeah, like for some, sure. Have a dollhouse and a bunch of little clerics <laughs> just no, like a, thaumaturgy. Like thaumaturgy. Because um, it's worth noting that, um, and we should have mentioned this uh, before, but like clerics get thaumaturgy, but also tieflings get thaumaturgy as a, as a racial mm. ability. Um, yeah. So this isn't strictly limited to, to clerics. Um, yeah. And like, yeah, man, like a tiefling doll maker or something like that yeah. would be such a creepy thing to yeah. put in your like Curse of Strahd sort of gothic horror game. Mm. Uh, yeah. Wow. I'm just envisioning yeah. how just like even just like you enter the house and there's all these like ominous whispers or something, or, uh, you know, like 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 barely perceptible, like you can almost make out the words, but not quite as yeah. just just enough to be really, really off putting. Yeah, for sure. Going like if you go back to harmless tremors and your thing about the dwarves, then it would be like if you like it could be used as like a clue with the Morse code or something like that. Yeah, it's like it's yeah, almost like a magic mouth or something like that. But it's like dwar like tremors or something, or it's like a dwarf and like ghost or something that's like trying yeah. to communicate with you via these tremors. Mm, yeah, for Ooh, sure. I like that. I'm also thinking of like if you're a nature cleric using thaumaturgy like that to like make different animal noises like wolves or something to discourage people from coming to like some kind of hallowed grove or. Yeah, yeah. We, like we, we really focused in on the on the spooky aspect of this, but there <laughs> yeah, are other sure. ways of using it. Yeah, I think a nature <laughs> oh, cleric sure. gets a ton of use out of rumbles of thunder and animal noises and control over flames and that. You have some happy clerics who like you enter their house and it's like, welcome. Yeah, exactly. You know, not, the the instantaneous opening of a door can be doors slamming open or it can be a very welcoming thing. Yeah, for sure. You step on, you step on our front porch and the door swings open for you. Yeah, that's nice. Uh, yeah. So you instantaneously cause an unlocked door or window to fly open or slam shut. Um, yeah. Again, very cool or very creepy. Mm -hmm. uh, also yeah. can be very useful, like for yeah. preventing somebody from getting away. You can slam the door 
in their faces right. as, they're, as they're trying to escape because you can do this from up to 30 feet away. Um, right. So that you can't necessarily lock it at range, but you can at least close it. Um, or similarly, you can like create a getaway for yourself. You can open up a window or open up a door um, at a bit of a distance. can also be mm -hmm. a cool way to maybe like trigger a trap or release a monster or something like that. Um, mm. maybe your, you know, your bad guy has like a construct behind a door or something like that. When the players attack him, he uses Thaumaturge to open it up and this, you know, golem comes running out or something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, yeah, the thing, the way I've heard it most, seen it most used is to cause that effect of like freaking people out by suddenly opening by suddenly door. opening doors yeah for sure that's that's very useful um also useful if you think that something is trapped if you think like a door or a window has a trap on it you can open it from 30 feet away uh, again if it's locked it won't work but if you think you know there's like a crossbow bolt or something or like spikes are gonna you know drop down from the ceiling or whatever we'll open yeah. it at a bit of a range and just like see what happens mm-hmm uh, and then lastly, you alter the appearance of your eyes for one minute. Um, could be useful if you're a tiefling for maybe disguise. Mm -hmm. You know, if your eyes are like red or gold or black or something like that, then you can <laughs> make yeah, yourself yeah, yeah, look a little sure. less scary for a little bit yeah. uh, to help sell a disguise. Um, but otherwise, that's mostly style points. And I have basically only ever seen people turn their eyes red with this. Yeah. Uh -huh. I think Always you can use eyes. it, like, if your character had really distinctive green eyes or, like, distinctive blue eyes and they were wanted, then you could maybe use this if you, whenever you're passing guards or something. It's also interesting that it's not just the, it's not just your eye color, it's the appearance of your eyes. Yeah. You can yeah. give yourself, like, those, like, uh, like, dragony eyes with, like, the, the slit pupil. Um, or the oh. goat eyes with the slit going the other way, which is really unnerving. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. That'd be uh, creepy. You can give but... yourself all those like cool like eyes from Naruto with all the little patterns. Mm, there you go. The the Sharingan or whatever it's called. Mm -hmm. Or yeah, for sure. Or maybe there's a uh, there's an NPC that you need to distract that you know is really into brown eyed people yeah <laughs> so this is the way you're gonna get around it yeah. you can turn your um like irises and, and pupils into like heart shapes yeah. like in the cartoons when you yeah. see somebody you love <laughs> For sure. or you can turn them into dollar signs whenever you get treasure yeah. <laughs> for sure all sorts of uses yeah, for sure. I guess you can't do like the awuga thing where they pop out, but <laughs> that, yeah, the awuga with the eyes <laughs> popping out maybe is a bit much, but yeah, you might need minor illusion. That for might that be one, minor but... illusion. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, as a DM, what you really need to do is specifically have all your NPCs just be really into one color of <laughs> eyes, and that's just something they always talk about. Yeah, I just want you to. That's the sort of thing that you would like uncover with like a strategic detect thoughts. <laughs> yeah. All sure. right. I guess detect thoughts first. I found out they're super into green eyes. So, <laughs> you bard, I'm gonna. <laughs> I guess the bard yeah. can't cast this. All right, cleric. You have to do it. <laughs> You're gonna cast this. Yeah. <laughs> the classic <laughs> cleric persuasion. Yeah. Deception. Go get him, tiger. 
Yeah. So I really need to come up with an adventure in a haunted house that's just based on thaumaturgy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, like I'm very excited for this. There's nothing bad in the haunted house. There's it's nothing, just there's all nothing thaumaturgy actually bad. It's just <laughs> thaumaturgy. It's just really scary, but it's totally harmless. All right. Well, I think that that's all we have to say about thaumaturgy. Basically, we really mm-hmm. like it, and uh, it's a lot of fun. And you can follow us at Player Spellbook. It's Player Spellbook with one S. And follow, rate, review wherever you're listening. And join us next week. <laughs>